Good evening and welcome to the show. Before we launch into today's question, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit to give you some examples about Nigerian companies that use email newsletters. Now, the reason why that is important is because we've done a couple of episodes so far, maybe about three or four episodes, on um, what email newsletters are, how they can function in your business, and I haven't given any concrete examples about um, Nigerian companies that use email newsletters. And so that's what I want to do right now before I tackle the question for today. Just in case there happens to be anybody who is listening to the show right now, um, that's Nigerian members of my audience who think that some of this is just highfalutin, it's uh, theoretical, it's academic, and doesn't apply to the Nigerian experience. Now, the first company that I'm going to talk about is called ProShare. They've been around for a while. I think I remember them back from my uni days, and quite frankly, I'm surprised that they're still around up until now. And ProShare is, of course, um, you know, two words together, P-R-O and then SHARE, S-H-A-R-E. So you can check them up. And they do a lot of, um, getting a lot of data on uh, the stock market, uh, analysis um, of, um, you know, companies, trends, things like that, financial news, uh, stocks, um, financial matters, basically. And the way that you can keep up uh, with them is by subscribing to their email newsletter. And for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you know that my wife is in securities regulation. And so she's one of the folks who um, have subscribed to the ProShare newsletter. And she checks the newsletter almost on a daily basis. And that's because, as she says, it's something that is relevant to her and to her industry. And as a regulator, it also is nice to know what's going on out there um, in the market. And so she remains subscribed to ProShare. I subscribed to them for a while because I'm curious about these sorts of things, but I don't follow them anymore. And of course, um, goes back to that whole thesis that we've been stressing over the last um, two or three episodes that the, uh, the email newsletter has to be um, relevant. Yeah, relevant to the audience. You have to be looking at the right audience in order to get uh, the right amount of opens or the kinds of opens and responses and engagement that you're uh, that you're looking for. So if you're ProShare and you write on financial matters and capital related, uh, capital market related matters, then it makes sense for you to look for people who are interested in those sorts of things. And if you land on those kind of folks, like my wife, and she opens your emails daily, that's good. But then again, you might land on uh, someone else like me who's curious for a while. Uh, I think just after my university days, when I still thought I was going to have a career in um, finance. But that's a topic for another day. I'll give you the guys that just some other time. And um, eventually I've moved on and I'm much more interested now in sales and marketing related topics, especially for people in the SME space. That's a small and medium scale um, enterprises. So, or rather in the micro MSE um, space. Since the definition of medium um, of our SMEs is, uh, I think, is that 10 million and above? But that revenue range is beyond uh, the reach of the average listener of uh, the podcast. Anyway, where was I? Okay, so ProShare, that's an example of a business that uses email newsletters. And then, of course, um, not surprisingly, what they sell is, I think they sell data analysis uh, and uh, things of that nature. So ProShare, that's company number one. Then there's also TechNG. Um, I'm not sure what it stands for. Well, tech as in tech, and then NG, Nigeria. 
Um, I know that they have a fintech summit that they organize in Lagos um, annually, and so they have people subscribed to the newsletter throughout the year, and uh, the big announcement comes at the end of the year um, when they're going to arrange the uh, fintech summit and the uh, different speakers that they'll have, the different um, breakout sessions that they'll have, the different, uh, what are those things called? where people get together to discuss a particular topic. I think that's a breakout session. Anyway, but uh, I'm sure you guys get the point. So they arrange, they have the email newsletter, people subscribe. If that's your kind of thing, you're following up. And then the big ticket item for them is the FinTech Summit in Lagos at the end of the year. And that is how they're able to make some money off of an engaged audience that has subscribed to the newsletter. Then finally, there's uh, Jumia and Conga. And, uh, of course, their email newsletters always have uh, the promos for the month, um, you know, some promo, some deal, uh, you know, what have you. And I think uh, between these three, or rather from among these three, you should be able to get a good sense um, of what email newsletters can be used for. And I'm sure you guys can see that uh, this is something that applies to the Nigerian context um, as well. Although people who are in the creator economy, in quote, now it's people who don't run um, high-tech enterprises like ProShare, TechNG, and Jumia, but folks um, like me who have a newsletter and who try to get people on board. Um, and a bottom line, for Nigerians listening, this is not all theory. This is something that already operates in the Nigerian space. And whether you have a tech outfit or whether you are an everyday uh, kind of fellow like I am, it has applications for your business. Now, in the previous um, episode, um, I mentioned that it was a good idea to get permission before you uh, sign people up to your newsletter. And if you do that, then you stand a good chance that people are going to open your newsletter. So we're just going to look at a few ways how you can get permission. Now, one of them, the most oldest way, is to use the lead magnet. Sorry, by the way, when I say old, I mean in a relative sense. I mean since the dawn of the internet. I don't mean since the dawn of antiquity so since the internet has been um uh, gosh how old is the internet now hmm. okay let's just say the internet is about 20 years old maybe 20 or 30 years old i mean not in the real sense but i mean in the sense of everyday people like you and me using the internet internet so since the dawn of the internet um lead magnets have been a way to get permission and that's when you put out bits of content over on the internet um, ebooks uh, pdfs um, special prizes special downloads uh, free book um, let's see what else stuff like that so that if people are interested in the subject matter um, in order to download the thing they have to give up their email address now the idea is this if they are interested in the lead magnet then possibly they're going to be interested in the subjects that you discuss on the um, on the email newsletter. The second way is to put it behind a paywall. So people actually have to sign up, put up their, their credit card before they gain access to the newsletter. If you do that, you know that people who are getting access to your email newsletter are highly motivated because they want the material so much that they're willing to put up their credit card 
um, sorry, the banking card and sorry, debit card. Yeah, put up their debit card so that they can gain access to the um, information that you're putting out. And then, of course, there's uh, the other way, which is you just go um, straight up and ask, like I do on the podcast from time to time, asking for people to send me a DM, um, hit me up in the inbox if they're interested in being a part of my um, email um, newsletter. So whatever method that you choose, uh, you can see that it's important to gain permission from the uh, from the get so that people remain fully engaged later on in the process. A word about lead magnets though. Um, sometimes you can hold people hostage because what they want is just the material and nothing else. So let's say I was to take uh, my top 10 podcast episodes and uh, transcribe them and make them into an ebook and then put them out as a lead magnet. Um, and ask for an email address before you download them. It's possible that some people just want that book and nothing else. So, yes, they may give me the email address and I might take that as a sign that they're interested, but then some people might come along for the ride, read the email newsletters, and other people might just unsubscribe immediately. So, um, lead magnet doesn't necessarily mean that people are um, interested. But there are ways uh, to, to cure that, but that's beyond uh, the topic for this episode. So, the paywall. I would say that these are the most motivated people because they're already putting down money so that they can have access to what it is that you are putting out. So, paywall, I think those are the most motivated people. But of course, once you put up a paywall and people have to put in that debit card, you know that a lot of people are just going to bounce like, ah, nope, I already pay for enough things online. I'm not going to pay... Um, I'm not going to put my uh, debit card um, information on another website. Uh, yeah, so I think that's um, just it. But um, summary, if you ask for permission, you're going to get greater opens. If you don't ask for permission, people are going to put you in spam folder. They're going to delete. They're going to block uh, other forms of rejection and reporting. And that is the reason why it's important to gain permission if you have an email newsletter before you start blasting or broadcasting um, people. And that is part of the spirit behind why I say it's not a good idea to use your uh, WhatsApp um, contact list in the same way, just blasting out um, people. So you should gain permission before you put them on some sort of um, email newsletter or broadcast um, list. So thanks for listening to today's episode. I think for tomorrow's episode, we have one more uh, question to go, which is also email newsletter related. And then after that, we can move on to the next episode. So thanks for your time and attention. Thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. I'm your host, Tavishima. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.